we are, our new home renovation. Welcome, 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 everybody. This is going to be a great time. Obviously, all of you already see familiar faces. So we got a great show tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are doing Sandman comic reviews. We are deep diving into issues one through seven of the new Amazing Spider-Man run. Ish is going to talk favorite comics that he saw this week. Fucking Sam. Oh, damn it. Sam. Sam's got some cool anime news. We've got You're good. So You're good. Cool you were longer stuff. than 30 seconds. You're good. I beat it. I beat 30 <laughs> seconds. Barely. We've got a lot of cool stuff. So stick around. I'm glad all you guys are over here on Renovision. If this is your first time on Renovision, make sure to like and subscribe to Renovision. Also, we are also streaming live on the Absolute Geek Podcast channel. And you have, if you haven't subscribed there yet, please do. We're trying to get those guys, Matt and those guys, to a thousand. We're gonna help Pete and Marco get to two thousand on here. We got some cool stuff to give away. I got a cool giveaway for Absolute Geek as well when they hit a thousand. So kick back, enjoy a drink, and let's get this madness started. That's right. We came prepared. We have a, a cool, a cool intro. How about yeah. that? It's great to see Ish again. I missed podcasting with Ish. I love podcasting with Sam. We do it all the time. It's great to be podcasting again with Matt. And it's not just on Wednesdays. Now we're on Saturdays. So we are here. I'm, re I'm ready for some mayhem. No mayhem here. There might be some madness, but there's no mayhem here. <laughs> All right. So, well, we can do we can do both madness mayhem. And I got to give a shout out to my son. He's on Instagram. He's I don't know what it's called, hypermenia something, but he's into music. He's learning guitar, bass, drums, recording. He he wrote that little riff for us. I got to give him a shout out. I told him if he sues us, I'm gonna kick him out of the house. So. <laughs> And since he sent me the original uh, recording, I think I have, uh, and he's, he's not done on a label, so he actually can't sue me. So, so, but welcome, boys. How is everybody? Dude, I'm feeling so good. It's still early. It's so early yeah. right now. I know. It's great. We're going <laughs> to, we wanted to do this show a little bit earlier so that everybody still has a Saturday night to hang out with their wives do their director movie marathons that they like to do with their buddies. Everything, yes. you know. So we, we tried to make it the best of both worlds. You guys can go check out Brian and the boys afterwards. If you want, if not watch some old renovation and absolute geek videos, if you want. So, but we got a lot of fun stuff too, but before, 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 before we start the fun, I have a little bit of sad news that I would like to get out of the way and just to do i'm gonna share a screen as many of you know i am our my me and my wife and my kids we've we've never had dogs we never had cats we're a guinea pig family and if you've over if you've ever watched the old episodes of absolute geek it used to be part of the old school drinking game if you heard my guinea pig squeaking in the background he took a drink but sad to say 
one of our guinea pigs <laughs> has passed along. We shall not hear her squeak anymore. She was Princess Buttercup. She was really cool. She was <laughs> what I really liked about her was uh she wanted to be petted, but she didn't like people to pet her. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as you'd come up to her, you would uh she would jump and run away and then come back like she wanted to pet you. But I just wanted to give a little shout out. May your squeaks be heard in heaven. Oh, it should be some angelic song right here. Like harps playing. For only five cents a day, you too can help me get a new guinea pig. Jedi Johnson sent in his T's and P's. You know, Kyle, I have to say, when you said that you were a guinea pig family, I thought of something completely different. I thought you guys were going in for like medication testing or whatever. I was like, uh, okay, guinea pig family. So yeah, it's uh times are real hard in the Stinson household. They have to get medically tested on and be <laughs> guinea pigs for things, huh? <laughs> or That's when we test our pigs. cosmetics. We yeah. test, I'm testing my new cosmetic line and my new um Uncovid vaccine. What it's going to do is it's going to take the booster. It removes the vaccine from your system. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. But we got a fun show. I'm glad all you guys are here. (laughs) Hartman said, "I thought the pig meant or the pig meant the guinea pig died in a car crash." (laughs) Oh. Jedi wants to know: Was it a COVID-related death? In car crashes. It was old age. Guinea pigs are considered elderly at between six and seven years old. And she was like six and a half years old. So we got one left. And then after that, no more guinea pigs. I've got a guinea pig graveyard in my backyard. <laughs> so it's enough. There's so many, there's so many headstones back there. So yeah. But your pig is in the arms of the angels. Shall you squeak to the angels? Yeah, I wish we had a, a sound, a little song to play right there. Mm-hmm. A little clip but of it. Let's get into some fun. Let's get some news going so we can actually get into the fun stuff. Let's let's breeze through this news crap. Do we have like a cock? I don't know, Sam. Do you have a cock? <laughs> you know, that cut off at a very inopportune. <laughs> that was a terrible cut. I apologize. No, oh, it's man. perfect. Uncocking sound effect. So, oh, man. What I wanted to start with was you know what? We forgot to build slides and stuff on. What's that? New stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was. One of my favorite bands, Metallica, really close up there with Nirvana. 
solo wookie um now that all of these new people have found him thanks to stranger things they decided to be assholes and they want to cancel him and i'm going to say two things to that if you didn't cancel him because of after the black album it's not going to happen and if you didn't cancel him because of the shitty snare sound on saint anger they're never going to get canceled also, if they can survive therapy as a band, then they've earned it, right? They've earned it. I remember when I was when I was living in Mexico, they were in band therapy. They were in group therapy to try and come to try and overcome their differences. <laughs> yeah, they did a whole you uh, Netflix special where they're like having therapy and stuff. I mean, I get it. Being in a band and being in a band that long, you end up hating a couple people in it. It happens. And Lars is a huge douchebag anyway. So I could I could totally understand hanging out with Lars that long. You need therapy. But huge Metallica fan. I just don't understand. I was Wait, why are they about- being canceled? Yeah. Because what, 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 what's the offense? I feel like I missed They were on the edge of everything. They were the, the, you know, when they came out, they were the anti everything. And they did a lot of dumb stuff as a lot of bands do. And for some reason, this cancel culture likes to go out, find one or two dumb things that bands do, and then they want to cancel them. You know, like I was excited. Hey, you know, a whole new group of fans is coming over to, uh, Find Metallica. But you know what? Unfucking find them. Yeah, you know, it looks like they're of... being accused of some bigotry way back in the day. Like a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Well, and it's like they're... No, I was Oh, sorry. I was to say it's a bunch of Gen Zers and they're saying that because they James Hetfield plays with an Iron Cross guitar and yeah, all the, the Napster stuff and Basically, like I said, everything they did in their past, and now they're being canceled for, for it because that's apparently what we've become is going so far back in history that we like to hold people accountable for things they said years ago. And that's why I'll never be able to run for public office. <laughs> but you know, like I was, you know, I was talking about this today. Like I was talking about this with my son the other day because he, he is kind of in this mix of where. He's at that age, you know, where like, where this stuff kind of actually matters to him. And he could, and he came to me. He's like, "Dad, in the nineties, was it okay to be a racist?" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "And I was like, I don't think it was that it was okay to be a racist, <laughs> like per se. I, I think a lot of it was. I think people in the nineties had thicker skin." where words didn't hurt people as much as they do now. It seems words hurt more. And I, th- I think, and I think you didn't have the internet to like build up crap. Like you can now, like, you know, like that stuff that they say they did. I've been listening to Metallica since I was a little kid. I didn't know they did any of that. Like I didn't give a shit. I still don't give a shit. You know, so easy to whip people into a frenzy nowadays. 
That's that's you the know, power of social media, just to get a mob enraged at something. I'll give everybody a a saying to go by. Everybody that's in this cancel culture who words hurt, I will let you know something. Sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt you. And if you live by that philosophy, <laughs> you'll be okay. Oh, we're getting some okay boomers in the chat. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. We're all boomers in the you know, chat. I, I just, you know what? It's the same thing as we talk about in comics. Whatever artist's political views are or whatever, does it really matter? Like, are you going to stop reading it because of their political views? No, that's that's the way they are. should be kind of the same thing with music. They have their own views of stuff, but if they make killer music, then who fucking cares? Boom. <laughs> it's a boomer safe Yeah, place. Some, some of the great artists of all time would probably get canceled real fast. Picasso and the way he behaved. Beethoven. Amadeus. Allegedly. Allegedly. Were you there to see it, Ish? It's allegedly. Do you know how old I am, Matt? Yes. You're about 72, right? Did you guys see that movie, Amadeus? Pretty wild yes. stuff. Damn, you look good for 72 ish. Amadeus is the first rock star. Look pretty felt for 72 ish. <laughs> it's the gray beard, you know. Unlike the rest of us who don't have gray beards, it's the gray beard. <laughs> Still not hard enough that Ish got invited to the Last Supper. <laughs> he had to decline. He's yeah, like behind Jesus going like this. You're not eating that? You're not eating that? I'll take it. It's just <laughs> under the table, just just stealing scraps. <laughs> Your mom so that was enough of that. Started on Amadeus. Started on Amadeus. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. That's an amazing film. That's one of the best music movies ever made. It, it was on it was on that guessing game that Kyle and I do framed. And I got it on the third guess. Oh, that was a fun game. I forgot about that game. Would you just look like a, at a frame of a f movie and you have to guess what it is? Yeah, you look at a frame and try to guess the movie from it. Yeah, Ooh. they give you like five guesses and you have to guess what movie it is. Okay. Some of them are easy to guess and some of them are hard as hell to guess. It's just, I don't know. But... That was my that was my Metallica rant. I had to get that off my chest. I, you know, Metallica is some of the funnest guitar to me to play. I, you know, and you can't cancel Metallica. It's just not going to happen. No. Now, if they come out and apologize, I'm going to cancel them. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> so all the kids who liked. Uh... For love and thunder, and now I want to explore more Guns and Roses. They're yeah. quite a ride. They dig deep. <laughs> but but they don't like the guns part or the roses because they have thorns, right? Bon Jovi yes. taught us that. And the end. It was Heimdall's son, right? It was like Axel. He's even named Axel after Axel Rose. Can't wait right. till he sees that you know one hour uh, bio show on Axel. Then it's Cancel City. Like, I know a lot of people that said with Metallica, they don't like you to have MP3s. And like, oh, okay. Okay, Gen Z, it's not that they didn't like it to have MP3s. It's, it's 
they just didn't and i, I kind of get that too like you work hard on music it's how you make your money it's the same thing as reading comics online you're not the it's not the money's not going back to the artist and everything to keep producing this content so if everybody downloads music then for free then you know it's not as hard to it's not as easy to keep making music so. well they're i mean they're going after axel rose too for because he didn't want to do an album a rap album with ice t they're calling him a racist so it's like they're going after metallica and axel rose at the same time well i just have to uh, listen to some of their songs what ford's going after axel rose too because they used axles in cars before he was named axel Maybe he just doesn't like rap. Maybe racist is the wrong word. Maybe he's more of a rapist. Or uh... <laughs> we're canceling you because you're a rapist. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the spelling on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be a rapist. <laughs> no. So, all right, all right, Matt. You want to lead us into our next news story? Yeah, uh, Adam Scott is joining the cast of Madam Web. Mr. Cones of Dunshire himself. It's, it's such about a bummer. It. It's going to bomb, and, it's such a, and he's such a good actor. This is going to be terrible. Yeah, it says, um, Adam Scott will play a young Ben Parker, who is depicted in most Spider-Man media as the husband of May Parker and the parental uncle and father figure to Peter Parker. Uh, no additional details have been revealed, but set photos have hinted that Ben Parker could be working as an EMT alongside Dakota Johnson's Tatelier uh, clairvoyance <laughs> character. So, your mom says, "Bro, Gen Z is killing me that they found out that my wallet was holding than two of my coworkers." <laughs> so, well, I like Adam Scott. He's got this weird thing about calzones, but I think. I like him. I think this is this is What's gonna. What's the calzone thing? <laughs> Have you not seen Parks and Rec? Mm -mm. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank now. I've seen all Parks and Rec. I don't remember the calzone thing. You, he was all about it's, it's been making calzones. That was like his thing. And they're like, "Why don't you just get a pizza?" And he's like, "No, calzones are so much better." And he, <laughs> right, and I remember he, now. Yeah. He wanted to create a restaurant called the Local Calzone Zone. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, Stick Boy is a pretty interesting theory that um, this might actually be Ben Riley and not Uncle Ben. So it'll be interesting if Adam Scott's going to be an older version of Ben Riley. That'd be cool. A way for them to work a Spider Man into this without needing to use He's a dude Toby he's or Garfield right? or what's that? He's the dude in Step Brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. The he's the the older brother and stepbrothers, yeah. When or younger brother, singing, yeah. younger brother, yeah. Well, they're singing Guns and Roses, so he's he's canceled there too. That's it. He's canceled before he could even <laughs> be in a Madam Web movie. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon up in this about this Metallica, Guns and Roses, Guns and Roses, stepbrothers, stepbrothers, Michael Scott. Oh, it all adds up. Cancel them all. See, I was on to something when I said Thor, Love, and Thunder is going to suck because they used Guns N' Roses. I was, I was ahead of my time. 
As long as nobody's canceling calzones. Oh, that's are you, um, are you a calzone not, fan? Not calzone connoisseur? I am. My true love, though, is the panzerato. The which panzerato. Is, which is, <laughs> is the deep a... fried calzone. That's I was going to say, is that like a Pizza Hut special or something? So that's that's the calzone version of a heart attack. Yeah, that's actually a Canadian thing. In Canada, we have panzerados instead of calzones. Deep fried. Dude, you switch am... the ricotta for mozzarella. It's good stuff. You substitute am... Italian ingredients for poutine. <laughs> I have already decided that I'm texting my wife to bring home calzones, and then I'm deep frying it. Yeah, but if it's okay. a if it's a calzone with ricotta cheese, that's not going to be the best. It might like leak through. So Ooh. get them to put mozzarella in your calzone, then your plan will work. So when I Uber Eats, I'll be like, "Please put mozzarella because I want to deep fry it." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so aggressively relaxed says you can't can't you can't cancel people that play rock and roll the whole point of rock and roll is doing things that get you canceled that's that exactly that's exactly it i mean you can't it's you're supposed to be on the fringe you're supposed to be crazy it's fucking rock and roll man that's the roll problem with kids today they don't know rock and roll Oh my gosh. Listen, listen, listen to that. Happy music. <laughs> Don't listen to rock and roll. That's the problem with kids today. Rock and my day. Rock, rock and roll with rock and roll. Not enough jazz. <laughs> we want We're driving to Tucson Monday night to go to watch a concert. That's a good. That's one thing. Like, it's awesome about my son is we listen to the same music. Like, so we're going to go see this band called Two Hundred Stab Wounds, and it's another band called Municipal Waste. Fucking thrash heavy metal. So but you got to go to Tucson for that show, man. I love that's Tucson. Tucson. Both ways, man. Going to I love Tucson. Tucson. So if anybody's listening to the show and they live in Tucson, man, like, hit I'm me apologizing up, right now that you live in Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> We've already we've already hit our quota of mentioning Tucson in this episode. And, uh, if you don't want to mention it in the chat because you're embarrassed that you live in Tucson, please DM me that you live in Tucson and we'll meet up. And I will not tell anybody. It'll be our secret. Just 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 putting it out there. But yeah, I mean, like, it's gonna be so fun. It's in this little tiny club, and it's gonna be fucking out of control. And which it's club? Just, it's called the. What is it? The like the one nine one. Okay. The Rialto owns it. It's like a few blocks down the road. I know the Rialto had many yeah, good time it's, there. It's, it's called like the Tolly nine one nine or something. It's it's just right down the road. It was originally at the uh, Rialto, and then they changed venues. So we're gonna party all night and then. We got a hotel room. We're going to crash and then come back in the morning. But yeah. But aren't you, you doing that the wrong way? And 200 stab wounds. They're fucking badass. We're probably going to go see them. We're going to see them Monday night. And we're probably going to drive to Mesa Friday night and see them again. Because they're playing again Friday night in Mesa. Aren't you doing that the wrong way, though? Aren't you supposed to rock and roll all night and then party every day? <laughs> I see what you did there, Matt. I do the opposite that Kiss ever does. Oh, okay. 
So, um, so when Beth is calling, you don't answer then, right? You go home right now because <laughs> you and the boys aren't playing. <laughs> yes. Because you already found your sound, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just checking. So, what do we got next, Mister Matt? Uh, we got. I'm gonna skip this one for later. Uh, when we do salmon talk. The uh, Lost Boys 4K Ultra HD Remastered is coming. 20. We need that movie in 4K. I don't have anything that does 4K, but we need that movie in 4K. Do we? The Lost Boys, not the yeah. boys. The, the Lost, Lost Boys. boys. Okay. Warner Brothers Fame Home Entertainment has, an, has announced that the Lost Boys will be available on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray combo pack and digital starting Tuesday, September 20th. The combo pack will retail for $24.99 and include a variety of previously released bonus features, including commentary by the late Schumacher. Why 4K and you're just going to get a bunch of previously released crap? Like, it was like, we got all this other behind-the-scenes stuff, like a gag reel that never got released, or, you know. You see get, some you of get those to, badass comics in 4K? Yeah, you get to see, like, watch somebody stab Corey Feldman with a needle out of nowhere behind the scenes, or... You know what they ought to put in dancing as angels. Here's what they need to put in it. Corey Feldman's album tattoo of bite marks that you can put on your neck. Then you can be a real S tier movie, Joe. As a kid in sixth grade, I wrote my own version of Lost Boys, my own vampire story in sixth grade. What was it called? Twilight. (laughs) And then he, <laughs> he dropped it in the hallway and somebody else picked it up and now it became Twilight. <laughs> I love the delayed laugh because she's watching on a delay. That was awesome. That's what, that's what we call that's what we call perfect hit it and out of the park. Nice job, Matt. Yes. Yep. You get a you get a uh, vinyl copy of Corey Feldman's debut album in the in the mix too. So if you don't already have it, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like a Grammy award winning album. Everyone's got to have it. Everyone's already got it. We know. We know that much. Let's Seen him twice here. in concert. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> does it have Does it have the list of people he says has touched him? Yeah, yeah. It's on there. That's Remember like when we interviewed like what's two. his name? And he was he got in deep about Corey Feldman. Yeah, um, from uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name now. He was in uh, a Christmas story. Um, yeah. God, and I, someone, Abraham. someone just commented on that video. Scotty Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, Scotty Schwartz. That dude. That dude's crazy, man. But all right, so. Yeah, anything else about the boys? Or not the boys, but the Lost Boys. Now Sam's got to meet you with it. It's not a crossover between Lost and the boys. (laughs) That would be the shittiest crossover ever. (laughs) It's just... It's just vampires lost on an island. (laughs) (laughs) And they they keep finding more they can't open. Copyright, J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah. Got to get all those lens, lens flares in there. Dude, license to drive. Dude, we should do a fucking. We should do a Corey tier list. Oh, the two Corys. Yeah. Fucking dream a little dream, man. I went to the movies to see that. 
Go boys. <laughs> oh man, your mom. I'm waiting for a comment. But your mom says I already have a hard copy of Death Magnetic. I don't need any more shitty albums in my home. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you got uh, Saint Anger, and then your shitty album would be complete. Oh, that shitty snare sound. Ugh. They tried. They're all. You know, that's the other thing with rock and roll is when you're poor. <laughs> And you're making music, you have this raw emotion, and then you get rich, and then you're like, I don't know what the writing about because I'm not poor and frustrated anymore. I'm rich and fucking cool, living the life. Yeah, and then you start writing songs like Nickelback. Hey, hey, I want to be a rock star. Standing in line, dude. It's like Chad Kroger is right here talking to us right now. (laughs) We just lost half our viewers, Uh, but not the Canadian ones. My ears are bleeding. (laughs) Uh, next up, everybody's favorite psychopath Ezra Miller flashes playful grin while lounging with mother after third arrest. You see him with his fucking uh. With his uh, kidnapper stash, yeah, his dirt stash, his pedo stash. This this so, person so, is quite troubled. Didn't he, he broke into someone's house for booze? Is yeah. that what I'm understanding from this article? Uh, he also kidnapped some people. <laughs> he also kidnapped some people. Come on, right? shouldn't yeah. he be in trouble for kidnapping people and breaking into a house like six months ago? Yeah, in yeah. Hawaii. I don't understand how this keeps reoccurring, and he's always on the run. He keeps supposed to fail. Just nobody care. They just kind of let him go. Let him go to another state and do something he, there. He's using all that uh, Fantastic Beast money to post bail. Yeah. So it says Ezra Miller was charged with felony burglary into an unoccupied dwelling for allegedly breaking into a house in Vermont to steal several bottles of alcohol back in May. Couldn't he just buy some? Couldn't he just go to the fucking liquor store? He's also being looked into for the 25-year-old for the disappearance of a 25-year-old mother and her three children ages 5, 4 and 1. He what? Say that again? He said he's also being looked into, he's being looked into for the disappearance of a 25-year-old mother and her three children ages 5, 4 and 1. What the fuck? He could be a fucking serial killer. I'm starting to think he is. And I heard he had some of Trump's documents in another safe at his house. Apparently he's been housing apparently he's been housing this woman and her kids since April. And now they're missing. Dude, well, he's, he's probably hiding guy. them somewhere. He's probably got them locked up somewhere. Right, why did we highlight the Miller beer comment? That that's a that's a Richie <laughs> thought there. Because that's Harman's the ultimate troll, and I love him. I love him like a so How about the uh how about the uh, for the Flash comic? They had the variant with the naked Ezra Miller on it that DC had to pull. Did you guys hear about that? No. So we actually got a call. I got a call at the shop, and I and I even I was like, wait a minute, where are you calling from? And it was DC telling us that the DC Connect, the free preview, that I had to destroy every copy where we and we hadn't received it yet. I was to destroy every copy and never show it to anyone. And then they were going to send a new copy. Uh, and there was a page for a, for a Flash comic and had a variant with Ezra Miller naked. 
What? So someone had someone had the wisdom to decide we're not going ahead with this cover. They re-released the preview. The whole flash page is, has been removed. So, so that he DC was making on the cover was pretty he, cool collectible right now. Was he doing the Silence of the Lambs? No, nah, it was like he's like he was like flashing into his suit or out of it. It was weird because he had like a suit which was kind of all in front of him, just enough so you didn't see everything. You and he was naked, it. and it's kind of disturbing. <laughs> and it's really weird that they even went so, forward with the idea, but they've pulled it back. Those are in the process of being sent to you. No, no, no. I we are, I already have them. Here, I, I'm going to share it. I got it. Like Hold that already. It all it. it all went down already. Oh, so you have to destroy them? Yeah, of course I'm not gonna. That's what. Whenever a, a publisher tells us we have to destroy something because they need to hide it or sweep it under the rug, I'm like that immediately makes it a, a cool collectible. There we go. I thought it was an actual picture of. Photo variant. No, it's a big call to say do not do not show this. Do not release the preview with this image in it. So, so you, you like, how do they know if you destroy them or not? They don't. They're just, I don't know. It's the weirdest system. It? It's the weirdest so, system. Yeah. So they're five hundred dollars books now. They have <laughs> a they have a secret government. I'm, uh, I'm creating group an acetate that cover some for say it. doesn't exist. Yeah, they have a secret government program called "Following Everyone's Podcast." The Men in Black show up and just mind wipe them and take all the books. Ish doesn't even know this you has know, happened yet. We had a guest on Thresholds of Reality. She's part of the Men in Black. So I'm going to ask her about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see if she took Ish's, uh, Ish's books back. <laughs> and she's like, so, well, you mean well, these? And there's just a stack of them sitting behind her. Will CGC grade those what, because they've been recalled? Like Probably. Well, put put two anything. more staples in them. Put two more staples in them, and then you'll Dude, get a blue no, no, label called the Naked Lamb. Yeah. Fold it over, and he has clothes on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you just draw clothes, and when he closes it, it just covers them up. You know, I well, never thought cool, that like that. Exactly naked under it. Cell, animation cell, and then when you flip it over, naked. It's like jail bars they, in front of him no, or something. They should make it a lenticular. Close, no close, close, no close, close, no close. <laughs> That's what they should do. But oh man, flash yeah. dong. <laughs> so the uh, they were trying to submit a protective order, and reportedly was drafted because the kid's father felt like Ezra's farm was unsafe because it's littered with firearms, ammunition, and marijuana. Yeah, starting to look very cultish over there, right? Wait, where? At his house? Ezra's house. Yeah. Because he's got marijuana? No, because he's got the same stuff as the the Branch Davidian. <laughs> it's Waco all over again. Yeah. Dude, he's out and of that his was, fucking mind. And that was after he was accused of grooming a teenager and a restraining order taken out against him by a woman and her 12-year-old child. And then he was accused of uh, assault and battery in Hawaii for throwing a chair at a woman. It's like the dude's just—he's uh, a stand-up citizen. He's so something all modeled to be. Go there's ahead. the people in Hawaii. He went into their ha homes and threatened to burn them alive. I guess those people yeah. just dropped those charges. While he stole all their shit. 
stole their wallets, stole their money, stole their passports, and hopefully they at good. least got an autograph. I don't I don't understand why nobody punched him in the face. Uh, you could be the guy that punched fucking Flash. Yeah. I would def- if he came into my house like that, definitely. I'd beat his ass. <laughs> I would beat his fucking little scrawny ass. <laughs> hey, this is a dude that's like chokes out chicks on ca- on camera. So yeah, and meet and greets, and then screams, yeah. "You want to fight?" Yeah, he's picking fights with women. I think I could take him. Dude, they should totally like. They should totally superimpose Sam's face over Ezra Miller for the Flash movie. It's actually just Sam in the Flash movie. Stick says, how does he get from Hawaii to Delaware while on the lam? Not only is he getting from Hawaii to Delaware, he's doing reshoots for the Flash while the police are still trying to find him. And then he's calling him out on social media saying how they'll never catch him because he can escape into the Speed Force. So he's he's something else. And he did actually ride a giant lamb. Right across the ocean (laughs) onto the mainland. That's part of the cult. Yeah. He just ran on top of the water. He is the Flash. <laughs> he ran really fast. <laughs> he could he could run on the water. Yeah. But so we got a uh, new Batman Beyond, little Batman Beyond news. Terry McGinnis, after so long, is finally getting a new Batman Beyond suit. Didn't didn't uh, weren't they leading up to that in that last set of issues where Bruce Wayne is kind of like on the run and in the hidings and he yeah it's broke, in into the, broke into the uh is this neo year? yeah batman beyond neo year uh brings the epic series to a close and features a new batman beyond suit for terry mcginnis it's on sale september 6th pre-order at your local shop by this sunday by tomorrow so he says how do you run from cops in hawaii it's a fucking island for god's sake you, you hop on a plane and leave. Do you have a picture of what the... Do they have it released, what the new... Uh, I do. Let's see what that looks like. Let's see if I approve it. Conan the Destroyer on Sundance. There you uh, go. He doesn't look as tall as he used to. I feel like his height is uh, is 15% ears. Yeah, it is. The ears are a lot bigger. I I don't know. I kind of like it. I like the red, the red accents on the fingers and the foot, and then the new sleek it's like he symbol have a waist. Yeah, I just it's feel like, like he's he, kind of squat, kind of stocky. It's like he borrowed Nightwing's costume. Like I feel like this could be Wolverine's bottom half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or Paul Rudd could be Paul Rudd in the suit. But Paul Rudd doesn't age. I could see him playing Terry McGinnis. <laughs> Dude, I mean, the most handsome vampire. It's pretty basic, though, if you think about it. There's not a lot of added uh, horizontal stripes are slimming. They are. <laughs> That's why I try to always wear them. Makes me look like about a buck eighty-five. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, I like the, it is kind of sleek and I like the, like I said, I like the red accents, but I'm not quite sure about the, 
the like prongs on his arms because they're definitely not like the blades he usually has there. I guess he's got some red accent in his waist right here too. Yeah. As long as he wears a cod piece, it's all good. Doesn't look so much like a utility belt. Maybe utility pockets right there. Oh, he's got to have the biggest cod piece, man. Like, it's got to just fill up, like, this area right here. <laughs> like, it's just got to be a massive. So he His has no thigh gap. so large that he has to wear a hoodie upside down yeah. as pants. And, and, like, when he stands there, he can flip it up, and it's got a little Batman face on the end of it. The bat cod? Yep, the bat cod. We already saw his wang. Why not just give him a bat cod? Well, that was just a different Batman. True. But <laughs> Darth Wilpa says, Rise of Skywalker on D&D. No thanks. <laughs> but yeah. I, I like the suit. I like the suit. I think uh, he looks a little stockier than I remember. Yeah. Uh, some are saying that's an acetane cover. If you peel back the cover, he's actually a naked. He's naked Ezra underneath. So. The more you know. Were you saying something, Ish? I was saying the most important thing ever, and I was on mute the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, Darth, just listing shows on uh, different networks. <laughs> That's how interesting we are. Yeah. yeah. Check USA so Network, check Darth TBS. Darth looking the preview guide. <laughs> uh, so, kind of... I don't know. What's a lot of talk around the acetane cover. I don't want to get into it here. We, we talked about not getting into it, but I kind of wondered what your thought process between Ish, Kyle, and Sam, and kind of what Marvel's doing with Miles Morales. And Miles Morales, you know, they introduced him as Spider-Man, and now they've got this what-if series where he's Captain America, he's Thor, he's all these different characters. Do you kind of think get the feeling that they're overdoing and overusing miles and they should just kind of leave him alone and let him be Spider-Man because he's thrived so well in that role and quit trying to use him to drive other things. Yes. He doesn't need to. I mean, other than that one, what if there's only the regular miles Morales comics? I don't, I don't feel that there's, you know, yeah, but I mean, we really need all. to see Miles Morales as Thor. Or Miles Morales. No, Captain I mean that's America one thing, or... and that those comics were not that great. But or Miles Morales, literally the Hulk one, or... the one spinoff other than his main title. So it's not like they have like oh a twenty ninety nine and a and a Miles Punk and a Savage Miles, and you know what I mean. There's like fifteen Batman titles, fifteen Spider Man titles. And then one Miles Morales title in a miniseries. Well, I, I mean, kind of, I kind of wish there was another maybe Miles Morales gets, you know, because that's what the kids want to buy, and you know, I feel like almost they're underusing him. What do you? So think you want him to have like? Human? I'm sorry, I talked over you. What did you say, Kyle? I said, what also do you think? Issue should see him in like. Did we see him like Batman, which where he's got like six plus titles, or what do you mean? Well, yeah, I couldn't couldn't hurt like an additional spinoff once in a while instead of just just the main title. 
Well, I mean, he's in Champions too, isn't he? He's part of the Champions. They haven't had a had Champions had comic titles. for like two years now. Yeah, but Joe says I'd love to see what if Miles Morales had a competent writer on his main title. <laughs> That's a good what if. Who, who's what if writing Miles right now? Uh, I think it's still um, Ahmed Saladin or I think or, or Saladin Ahmed. I forget how you say his name, but I apologize for that. You don't have to apologize here. Well, yeah, he's yeah, probably listening to the show, and I just butchered his name. So, oh, he definitely is. Oh, he just DM'd yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's like you fuckers. I said this guy can't even come out with my name. How dare you disgrace me? How dare I turn into this channel? I hear, I hear he's gonna hit Renovision with a copyright strike. We're, we're all in trouble now. That's it. We're one and done. First show, channel's done, Sal- boys. Saladin, Saladin Ahmed. Our, our job. And he's done written, here. he's written like, I guess almost forty-five issues of Miles Morales now in the current. Wow. Role. So it's been, longevity. it's been one writer. You know, it's been consistent. Wow, that's a that's a that's different for Marvel. Well, yeah, put it's only a matter of time before Zeb Wells is on that book, or um, who else? Uh, Donny Cates, somebody's Teeny Howard. No. Yeah. As someone who has read zero Miles Morales comics, I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> who Who do you think should be writing Miles Morales then? Who do I think should be writing it? I, I, I mean, have for the, no, to, I have for no the who do you think would be a good Miles Morales writer? I would actually, I know I just joked about it, but I wouldn't mind seeing Zeb Wells do it. I think Zeb is is good. Or Chib Zdarsky. I mean, it's, Bendis didn't do a bad job in the beginning. In the beginning? Not everything Bendis does is bad. No, I mean, not no, wait. Dude, that first Miles book that he was on was super good, dude. Yeah. And Bendis is actually a really nice guy. I like, as a person, I really like Bendis. He's a nice dude. He is. When he's you, a super nice dude. When Matt and I met him, he was to you and everybody else. That is one artist I didn't piss a writer that I didn't piss off. Well, yeah, he's that's. I mean, going to a con, he's the first creator that was ever like. He came in late. He knew he came in late, and he said, don't come to me. I'm going to come to you. And you, as you stood in line, he walked the line and was signing stuff. And he was joking around with people. This dude in front of us had a big, fat stack of books. And the guy and the guy was like, who do you want me to make this out to, eBay? And Kyle and I laughed about it, and and it was a good time. But that was just a, a good experience that, you know, to actually have a creator get up from his table and come to you versus – just sitting there and you slide in your book and he's like, grumble, 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 sign and away you go. Or like Stan Lee, when he was alive, you walk up and they're like, all right, no cell phones. Don't make eye contact. Don't breathe. Don't say a word to him. Just get your book signed and leave. I or, or what? Does he go off like a like an ape? Like a gorilla? Tips over the table. Like What's going on there? It was so sad that the when I was standing in line for him at uh, 
San Diego Comic Con one year. And I swear to God that the handlers there were literally lifting his hand up and dropping it on the book so he could sign it. I felt so bad for him. I almost didn't get my book signed, but then I did. It was 20. They were giving him the weekend at Bernie's treatment? The what? Weekend at Bernie's treatment? It was horrible, man. I was like, holy fuck. Holy shit, man. I felt so bad. It was like, <laughs> like, like it was like. Yeah. Yes, too. The the eye contact thing was for real. <laughs> no, they're just pretty much like, don't do pictures, don't ask him any questions, don't. It was pretty much like, you get your one second with Stanley for him to sign your book and just keep walking. Well, I mean that's how it was at Phoenix when he was here the last. It was, don't make eye contact with him, no pictures, no nothing. Just he signs your book and you go. Like that's You're it. So close to the front of the line, and then Todd McFarland came and got him. Fucking dick. <laughs> right. It's the only time I'll call Todd McFarland a dick. <laughs> I had to wait there for him to go leave with Todd to go do a panel. I think you were in line too, weren't you, Matt? Yeah, it was like right behind you. Yeah. And I was like, I was so there was like seven people in front of us. Like we were so close. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get my book signed and Fucking so, they, they they wheelchaired him away. No, I think he actually walked then. Patrick says I had a great interaction with Bendis at a con. He didn't care that there was a line behind me. We talked about Secret Wars with Del Otto for a good five minutes, maybe or more. That's awesome. I love it when artists like don't mind bullshitting with you for and writers they don't mind bullshitting with you for a few. I think that's just that's the way it should be. You, you I always feel close. bad though, like when they're trying to ask you questions, like, "Oh, how do you like the book? What do you think it's gonna happen?" Blah blah blah. blah. You, I just try to be real short and almost like don't know what to do with my hands. I channel Ricky Bobby from uh, Talladega Nights. Don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, because I don't know what to say to him. And I'm just like, "There's a line behind me, dude. I just want my thing signed so I can I dip and I don't want to take up a bunch of your time." But I know I start getting diarrhea of the mouth, and then they get pissed at me, and then. Kyle starts asking what they smell like. He starts asking what what shampoo they use, what brand underwear they're wearing. Kyle gets very personal with them. I do. I do. Like with Tim Seeley, like we had like... Kyle insists that they call him my friend. I do. He's like Rob Liefeld. You have to say out loud, Kyle is my friend. I feel like I know him. I know them through their work. We're so, Doom says, "Yeah, when they realize that you and everyone like you pays their way in life, really." It, but Kyle has had to remind multiple people of that in his his con experience. Of listen, I'm a paying customer. I paid you money, so you're gonna put whatever the hell I want you to put on this book. I'm, when it truly boils down to it, yes. Like now, I can. Understand. If I want you to write on the cover that we are in a relationship. You're gonna do that. I just paid 50 bucks. Can you, can uh, can you put your uh, phone number on this cover? <laughs> yeah. Can you can you sketch you and me together spooning on a mattress? Every Matt, can you put the, doing that now. comment there? Which one? Hartman. Still not Hartman. Uh, 
you can't. Oh, I didn't know you couldn't do that. Hartman says, I let people cut at the whiz palace. I hope it's before you start peeing. <laughs> Joe says, you can't start the conversation with, do you have a couch I could sleep on? <laughs> <laughs> you should take your drapes to get signed, Kyle. I, I'm going to. I'm going to cut little pieces out, and then I'm going to sew them back in. I still Patrick, remember. What, I still remember pissing off Baba Booey from the uh, uh, Howard Stern show. He was doing a signing at like Camelback Volkswagen of all places. Like, why the fuck did they bring him to you know? And I was hungry, and I was like, "Hey, Baba, you got twenty bucks?" <laughs> <laughs> you actually asked him for twenty bucks? Yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't got twenty bucks. It's like, what do you mean you don't got twenty bucks? You work for the goddamn Howard Stern show. How do you not have twenty dollars to give me? And that's when he got pissed off at you. And then he got pissed. Don't remind me. And then I took a picture with him. He smiled. <laughs> I think I have the picture on my wall. Actually, he did not that's give funny. me twenty dollars. But I'm still mad about that. Well, that wraps up our news. Uh, do you want to get in a little Sandman talk? Let's, we don't have a cool intro because it's still freaking rendering for me. Is it still three rendering? Hour, three hours later at 66%. But Jesus. I can do a gun cocking sound. There you go. <laughs> yeah, We're locked and loaded. Sandman review. Sandman review. How's that? I mean,. That was genius. I'm here all night. Well. Well. Early. I'm here for another hour. <laughs> all right, Sandman. Sandman. Are the, the Marvel show, show that is sweeping the nation. I loved it. I think it's the first time I'm ever going to say... I enjoyed something that was a slow burn. <laughs> Pete says that's better than any rendered intro video. <laughs> <laughs> Tomb says similar to Sam's Nickelback. Dude, I mean, we're just full of talent here. It's just, it's hard to contain it in one show. I really wish Marco was going to hop in. He had so much to say about Sandman. Polo. <laughs> Polo and Marco. Polo. Hey, I'll do Marco. Ah, so, uh, and the sad man, he met Constantine. What? What? What the hell's her? What the hell's her name? Kyle Con Constantine. What, what's her? What's her first name? Yeah, I can't remember. I can't. I can't remember Constantine. But you know, whatever. She. She just. Uh, she. You know, in the dream. There you go, Marco. Yeah, that that pretty much summed up our uh, pre-show chat with Marco. That was a fucking spot on. It was a pretty good Marco. Spot on, fucking. I don't I don't eat at salad bars. I get to, I take baths before podcasts. He takes baths uh, before podcasts. Yeah, word no. salad. I don't Did know what else. That? Word salad, <laughs> yummy, <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> Uh, you know, just just as as a general matter, 
I find that there are so many people posting reviews on social media that is that I just stopped. I stopped doing it. There's so many people talking about stuff and everyone's posting their reviews. I was like, I just became noise. So I just quit. So now I, I save all my reviews for this for the podcast. Thanks, Hartman. He doesn't eat junk food. I don't eat fast food, so I don't know what they do there. But yeah. Marco doesn't eat toast or cereal for breakfast. He has eggs benedict. Anyway. With 14 karat gold flaked forks. <laughs> Shane, hey, scary. Coming all the way Shane, from Australia. Nice. Good day. But I I I thoroughly enjoyed Sandman. I like it it actually didn't like seem like a slow burn to me, but it was. And maybe that's how everybody else who who like it's a slow burn, that's how that is to the like the Joker and stuff. But it, like it didn't seem like a slow burn to me. Like I to me they paced it well. Like I found it like I just found it overall just entertaining. I don't know, like to me it was a little slow. I think it for me it it found its footing around episode three. Like right after he started getting some of his artifacts back, that's when I felt like it, it picked up a little bit. But otherwise I I I was intrigued by the end of episode one. Episode two was just kinda like okay, I don't know if I want to keep watching this, but then I'm glad I did. Like because I love by, that the reason he actually didn't meet his buddy after a century wasn't because he was mad at him. Yeah, it's because he got locked up for years. Oh. oh look, you speak of the man and he shall appear. <laughs> <laughs> oh look at this guy. You know, I, was to just, I, I was just, you know, sorry I'm late, guys. You know what I was doing? See, this is the thing. I, I've been criticizing acetate covers all week, but then made it onto like a top 100 list. And you know, after I criticized them, they sent me a couple. And then now, you know, I've been counting the profits. You know, that's all I've been doing. I've just been, you know, making that money, counting the profits. Figured uh, this show's back. Maybe now we can buy back uh, like our logo again. And we can go back and buy the song we already bought before with a little bit of cash uh, that I all made off Acetine Covers. And then we can get it going. How are you guys doing? What's going on? What are we talking about? I love it. I love it. it that's is- what I'm saying. It's always, I mean, you got to have the Bank of America deposit bags ready to go. <laughs> See, Mark, What's up? Marco deals with so much money. They're like, we're not going to keep the bag. We're going to give you the bag as well. Yeah, you because you, you have, have to have the so deposit money bags. in it. You got to have the deposit bags. That's, you can't that's just be. What, it's like like it's like when you go to a con and you start ordering like books and stuff, and then you just put them on hold. Like, what are you doing? Walking around with ten thousand dollars, just like flagging around? No, you got to go get the money, and then come back and pick your stuff up. If you skip in front of a line, you skip in front of a line. So. All right, what are we talking about? I know that's not Sandman. what we, that's not what we're doing. What are we talking about here? What's going on? Talking about Sandman. Sandman. Oh, the Sandman show. That that is. If this is the problem, uh, if that's what DC's putting out there, then uh, Discovery is a bunch of idiots because that is probably the best thing they have put out ever. It really is. It not only cro- not across just that, but I think they did a better job than Marvel. I mean, the biggest problem I think some of us have, comic fans, is uh, of adaptations, right? Like, this, if you read Sandman, if you're a fan of the Constantines, if you're a fan of any of that stuff, this was the closest adaptation. I mean, it was an adaptation. It wasn't word for word, but it was an adaptation to the comics. It really was, across the board. They had great, I think great- Netflix took 
all their mistakes that they kind of made with other super like other comic shows and they said okay how can we step it up a little bit and how can we make it not like those and i think they i think they nailed it yeah you know i, 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 I was, what first time i've ever been on a mic before um i think they killed it yeah absolutely and i think kind of what they what's good gizmo i think kind of what dub's saying like i i read it too you know i mean everybody knows if you know me for long enough you know that on dc side like sandman dark justice league you know that's my my i like that type of stuff and i think we were talking about this a little bit before me sam and kyle and i think matt like almost like the whole thing like the the diner scene right you guys like that how accurate was that to the comic books pretty darn accurate it was it wasn't it was it was like if anybody's if anybody hasn't read it it's issue six of the sandman run hmm. and the the only thing that they they did different was you know like the waitress the whole most of it was from the waitress's point of view because she's a writer and she writes stories about the customers yeah, yeah. they didn't do that and they didn't do like in the comic they also did a uh Hour one, hour two, hour three, hour four. Like you knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've already got two copyright strikes. The channel is over. Thank you for yeah. coming in just in time, BK. Nice job. <sighs> BK is great. But I think they still did like the end result and the the. I'll say it like we always say: the meat and potatoes of issue six was there. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how they did with all. I mean, that's kind of how they did with all of it. They did, you know, when they did the the Devil and the Wandering Jew, they did that storyline pretty well. That was great. I thought that was amazing how they did it. I mean, it, it was out of the comic. I mean, that was good. Um, even the ending. Are we giving away stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I heard. I heard. They were all talking about how white <laughs> old men were really upset while they canceled Napster that now people are trying to cancel it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. So it's you're a, saying Pete deal. made the call and they're the like, you got to get in there because they're Yeah, dying. he's like, dude, you, you know, we've got like eight people of color on this channel. Could you please go in there and tell the white old dudes to shut the fuck up for a minute? <laughs> Marco, so um, again, you've got to come in and babysit a show. Uh, yeah, I know, right? That's how, the, for those people that don't know how this show started, it was, I had to come in and babysit a show. They asked me to go babysit a show. I was like, okay. So for the next six months, we'll hear about how if we've made it that long, how you don't want to be on this show and you're busy Saturdays. And I really am. No, I'm only here for 20 minutes. Like the clock is ticking. I'm watching the clock right now. So. Um, <laughs> yes, I wouldn't waste it with this nonsense. Um, no, but like, are we giving away the end? Can we give away yeah, the end? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so like the end, the only thing that I had, like at the end, I thought they were going to kill off. Uh, uh, what's this? Joe doing it. To, oh, yeah. BK's a favorite troll of mine. Just like Cartman's for you guys. BK's my... I, I promise you, BK, I'm not going to be the reason that this channel and show goes down. Yeah. It'll be safe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. Uh, I like the wall behind us, but like, uh, Morpheus, <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on it. Morpheus, like, Morpheus, like, like, I thought at the end of the arc, he was going to die in the TV show uh, oh, and they were going to do man. something. And I thought, but they didn't. So they're keeping it on for another one. And I, I'm glad that they didn't. I was glad that it was 10 episodes. Because I think if it went to twelve, they would have added that part, and Bill Billy would have taken over. Um, and I thought they did enough. I thought they did enough with like they kind of gave us the major villain, minor villain, major villain again thing, which was really good in the arc switches. It was nice. Um, you know, they gave us 
they, look, uh, I guess the some people uh, may be putting up a stink about the John thing, but um, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, obviously, it's not a male when the Newcastle event's happening, but they had the Newcastle event, and I thought that was amazing. For those that don't know, John Constantine's like whole persona is based around something called the Newcastle incident, and it's in the show. I, what episode was that? Do do we know what episode that was? They, they all end up at White Castle. You mean? Yeah, White Castle. No. Uh, it's the one where the little girl gets her arm like chopped off because of the devil thing uh, in the uh, at the rock band thing. That I mean that that was cool to see that. I I actually liked. I know um, some people said that the the serial killer convention kind of fell flat. I think if you extended it out as much in the comic books as you would see, that's why I'm saying it's a good adaptation because in the comic books it was a little extended out. Uh, the younger brother was in the car. Like it, it happened a different way, but I think if you would have tried to do that visually for television, it just wouldn't have made sense. Like it would have been longer. We would have had to add episodes on. It would have been kind of like rambling. So like, I get that. I get that. Maybe it wasn't such a big thump at the end, especially considering you just suck the life out and you don't get to see what happens later, which they'll show you what happens later. Cause that's not the last time we get to see what's his name. Um, the little, I got guy with no eyes. What's his name? Corinthian. Uh, Corinthian, yeah. yeah, that's Corinthian. It's not the last time we get to see Corinthian. So we'll get more on that. And that's what they're opening it up to now. The next season will probably be Corinthian, the revision of Corinthian and the and Billy, well, the mom of Billy and everything like that. And then Billy taking over. I mean, I just wonder now how they're gonna kill um uh, what's his name? The uh, Sandman. Because I mean yeah, Morpheus. I like because he's not the Sandman later on. Like he's not the Sandman. He's not the current era Sandman. Billy, the little kid that was birthed by the, in the dream world, is is this turns into the Sandman. I wonder if they, but does anybody else wonder for people who knew the story and watched it? Does anybody else wonder if they're actually going to turn the little brother into Sandman? And does anybody have a problem with that instead of the baby Billy? I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, All I'm I just thinking like that little kid was in such Sandman. good spirits for all the. Crap! That was oh, that was so heart wrenching. That was so heart wrenching, man. I mean, like they did such a good job. They made I I don't know if you guys were uncomfortable watching parts of that that TV show, but I I definitely was, man. Like, yeah, they're definitely they're, there were parts for me. I, I there were parts in the diner scene that were made me feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. Um, the the death there was parts in the death episode that made me feel uncomfortable, and then definitely the the end with Funland or whatever his name was. Uh, yeah, the fun land thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you thought he got the kid. Yeah, I mean, and that was kind that of it. A good episode, though. Does that make a good series, though? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. It's doing its job, then. But you know what I mean? If if you're mm -hmm. just like, if it's like Game of Thrones, and you're like, meh. You know what I mean? Like this left you like, fuck. Uh, Con Constantine's in episode three, by the way. Dream me a dream, a little dream of me. It, which one oh, is it? The, the is because they did have the they had. Both versions. They had the original Jonah Constantine the mm -hmm. when they did the Walking Jew and the uh, that's the, that's the, the episode Jew. that you're referring to when she goes and the, has the dream of the little girl and sucked into like the doorway. Oh, so then they did Newcastle. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool. I mean, I thought that. I mean, that I uh, the arm just hanging out there like that was good. I mean, that was it was good. I I I, I hope maybe that's what DC. Needs to do 
maybe that's what they're gonna go to. You know, they did all the tax write-off stuff, so maybe hopefully they get in Netflix and then just like uh, Netflix did a good job with you know some of the Marvel characters. They then do this with uh, the DC characters and give them Constantine. Then I don't I don't want to see whatever Discovery is going to do with it. I kind of like after how good this was, like this was good. This was this is what I think every ish. You're a D, you're a DC slap boy too. You like Star Trek and shit people don't watch. Like, look, <laughs> you gotta at least say this is the best thing hey DC's now. ever put out before. I I have not watched it. Oh, shit. what? Oh well, <laughs> you're missing out. Yeah, but uncomfortable. Like we uh, got some catching uh, up to do, ish. Yeah, it. I mean, it is. Nah, yeah, it, it's you know. Go ahead. I have a hard time finding time to watch a lot of this stuff. So. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, running a comic book store is a lot of work. Yeah, you could just sit around all day and yeah, watch TV, like Constantine. No, like not that. even for a second. Mm-hmm. All right, sure. All right. Ish hustles. Ish yeah. the hustler. <laughs> if anybody hustles in that no, store, yeah, that's it's a... son in his playpen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that, it. <laughs> that little dude knows how to hustle around in a, in a comic book store. We'll set up the dreams and yeah, I thought they already kind of, I thought they cut. See, that was the other thing with the kindly ones. I kind of thought that, I mean, you, that's what I'm saying though, Eric, like if you gave it two more, epi- they could have extended a little bit with the kindly ones already. And then you could have given it two more episodes and they could have ended the whole arc uh, for dream at that point, which I think would have sucked. I'm kind of glad that they didn't do that is what I'm saying. Well, hopefully they don't do what uh, Netflix normally does and cancel it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully we get one more season out of it because it really, it really is good. Because I, I have a feeling that, I mean, uh, Discovery. There's a lot I mean, of story was, to tell. There, well, there. Is, I mean, Sandman's a lot of story to tell. What I, mean, is, it goes, I mean, it's like it's a lot of it's a lot of issues. Yeah, and then there's the overture and all the other stuff. So like, you've got a lot of stuff that you can keep adding on to it to to get that thing going, and and it's it'll still be uncomfortable and. If you do it right, though, that could easily open up uh, Dark Justice League. I mean, it could just do that. So, like, you could have that continuity going on, which opens up a lot of other things. I think if you get away, I mean, I've always said it. If you get away, I know uh, also, once again, uh, with Boomer's horrible take, uh, but if you get away from Superman and Batman and get into actual characters that people give a fuck about, then, like, you can expand the universe really quickly and and you'll get more people. Uh, and Everybody cares I th- about Batman. I think that's what I think that's what DC needs to do. I really do. I mean, I think that's what DC needs to do. And if they, you know, they've done a well job with this one, let's see what they can do with Black Adam. And then let's see what they can do down the line after that. No, no, that's my take on it, anyways. I think his show gets at least three seasons before it gets Netflix canceled. I, I was looking at that. That's the like the big thing with streaming now is three max. It looks like three max is what you're going to get. So hopefully you can get it all done in three. I mean, they did pace it. They might, people might not think they paced these 10 episodes out that fast, but I think they did. And I think that's why each episode didn't feel like it was a a bridge or, you know, it was a filler episode, right? Like each one felt there was a lot of uncomfortable stuff going on in a lot of those, those episodes. So um, just across the board. So it says six, when it, in the first three days that Sandman was released, it had sixty nine point five million hours viewed. Yeah, I know. So I it. mean, is that is that good for Netflix? Is that good for 
Yeah, that's that. good. That's more than that's more than Cowboy Bebop got. Hartman said, "Breaking news: Netflix not renewing Sandman for a second season." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it should be. Yeah, I agree. It should be, but I, I really, I do think that they're going to have. They're going to speed it up. They won't go more than three seasons on this. You're never going to get more than three seasons anymore. So, I mean, especially with the loss, and then I mean, there's a whole another financial aspect of this that you're. That's just horrible too. But I think that's what we're going to get. You can get three. They're going to help it drives up a little bit of subscription rate and then they'll move on to something else. I mean, that's our best bet. When you so look at the description. So Stranger Things season four mm-hmm. was viewed 286.8 million hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this. I think it's the second highest rated series on Netflix right behind um, Squid Games. <laughs> Good. But I mean, almost 70 million hours, that's a lot of watching. Yeah. That is, especially for something like especially for something like that. Like it's Sandman. It's not like you know, I joked earlier about Batman and Superman, but at least they have the weight of Batman and Superman in their name. Like people know that. Like who the heck knows? I mean, when you're saying Sandman, did people know the dream was the Sandman and that he also had another name and another name? He's got four different names. Like people didn't know that, so that was pretty good. I almost feel like with Netflix though too, you gotta wait at least like two to three weeks before you judge numbers. Cause like, it yeah. seems like those shows are, they won't be very good in the first week, but it's like the word of mouth campaign for these shows that really blow the numbers up. So like the numbers increase two or three weeks after it comes out because everybody's talking about it. That's how squid games was. It took a minute. Like it's got 1.65 billion hours. So Eric, like this is the thing. If you've been stocking up on runs, like if you're if you're like, hey, we want the big peak and low, right? Like I don't think I mean DC's never, especially in the new like at, that era has never done well. But the run stuff, yeah, I don't know what Ish is doing over at his store, but people are picking up the runs to try to actually read it or the TPBs. I mean, people will read that stuff, which is good. Are I mean, you are you getting a call Ish about like compendiums and? stuff for Sandman now? No, but we've moved our trade. We've sold some trade paperbacks and people have come look at the back issues. Like, is there, what is the, what is like the people, are you seeing a lot of new fans being introduced to Sandman coming in saying the show was great. I've got it. Do you have, you know what I mean? Like what, what is like the word of mouth in the comic book store for that? No, probably, probably before the show came out, I think people were, you know, Hey, do you have any Sandman trades? So maybe they're prepping for the show. Prepping for the show, figured out. Once again, for for the viewership, though, I think it's going to take a while to catch up on some of that stuff too. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the uh, Nightmare Country, the new series, is sales are abysmal, like across the board. I don't think I don't think it even hit the top two hundred in sales. Yeah, so that's a little kind of odd that a new Sandman <laughs> comic is bombing that hard. So maybe the show will drive people to it. Maybe people just don't even know about it, that there's a, a new comic out there to read. And that yeah, is the issues part. usually feature uh, a Corinthian man on the cover, some crazy artwork on the covers with the, the eyes eating stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's part of the problem. I think maybe that's part of the problem with Sandman is, like, who are you going to feed? Like, can, can you really? They just killed Corinthian. And I'm not quite sure people know Corinthian's coming back. So like, can you really feel Corinth? You know, can you really feature Corinthian in the miniseries in the stores and expect that to move? 
Yeah, I mean, the what they should probably do is re-roll out. Uh, what does Marvel call it? Mar- Marvel, whatever the the dollar book that they re-roll out. You know, the first. What do they call this? Oh, shit? the Marvel first. Is it Marvel first? Or the? They should, yeah, they should. That's so what DC should have done. What? Yeah, Marvel, image first. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the image first. They call it uh, the true believers. Is what yeah, the true Marvel believers. One. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, they stopped that line like two years ago. Yeah, I mean, but th- that actually probably would have helped anything with uh sandman but i mean sandman so it, how many what what did that first series go for sandman anybody off the top of their head could somebody it look was that a up? lot like how many issues yeah how many issues i think it went over 200 yeah that's without the breakouts too right 75 issues for the first oh, one yeah, yeah just the main yeah one. The main one, yeah. Like You're it. talking about 200 with all the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, 75 for the main, yeah. main title. Which I mean, that's still that's a pretty big chunk. So, I mean, they, I don't know. I hope people do, but I think I think Kyle's kind of on it too. Like when I see or talk to people who are doing it, they don't necessarily go out and get, like, they don't go out and get the trade paperback right when the series dropped or within the first week, because it takes them three weeks to get it, and they're like. Oh, cool. Let me go see what this is really about. And then the next con they go to, they start digging for the dollar bin books for the story and then try to put together. And that's the one good thing about DC people is at least they'll go back to back bins. And in my experience, have always been great dollar bin buyers because they will buy runs, which is nice. So, uh, I mean, the Sandman books aren't even really going for that much. Like you can buy a beautiful copy of Sandman number one right now for like 200 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. That's what I'm saying. They should come out with a true believer because you really need to be a, buy a Sandman one. Well, they, they did this week. They came out with uh, the Sandman number one special edition. Oh, nice. How much so, is that? Uh, it was well, How much was that in the shop? Ish. Four ninety nine, five ninety nine. Sandman number one special edition? I don't yeah. know. We, had, we didn't get it. <laughs> you, you, you guys didn't order it? Hmm. Uh-uh. I didn't even know it was. <laughs> it was 70, I didn't even it was know it was a thing. What was the the death mini series? Were how many long? That's what we're saying. The whole thing, Dub. Dub, I'm gonna go this. I'm gonna go to bed in a little bit so I can get up to that show tomorrow morning. By the way, just so you know, it was retail zero dollars. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and it was coming. It came out on the hmm, black I label. I don't know why we didn't get it. It was supposed, supposed to be, be free. free. That's what Eric's saying. Yeah, that's what Eric is saying. Now I'm pissed. I paid ten bucks for it on eBay. <laughs> oh, I bet you I could probably get a, my LCS tomorrow and get you one for free. They probably Hi, Nathan. I know, right? It looks like it looks like Corinthian's going to run out of one of the doors from behind him. <laughs> All right. Well, so final thoughts on Sandman. How many uh, couch cushions does everybody give it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I give it a full recliner. Settle in. Watch that show. It's pretty good. I mean, I gave it a four or five. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I'm right there about four or five. Like like I said, it was a little bit of a slow burn for me, but it made me feel, and it made me feel unease. And there's not a lot of things that do that. And just some of these episodes that made me feel unease and it just kind of like, really question things really drew my attention. I was like, wow, if that show can catch me like that, then it's, it's a pretty damn good show. So I think four or five is where I'm sitting right too. You guys keep calling it a slow burn. I think it 
it reminded me a lot in the pacing as to like a, a Doctor Who type show where there's a, a certain methodical pace to it, but um, the highs, the highs, like it's very stoic almost where they're hitting you with these emotional moments, but they're not making a lot of fanfare about it. Like the scene, the scene of death going to going around and kind of collecting souls. Um, and then there's the scene where she goes into the, the nursery and picks up a baby and sorry, that's it. That's all the time you get. Like that's a very powerful moment, but there's not yes. a lot of fanfare about it. So it's just like, it's like a very even keeled, just kind of matter of fact. It's, it rem- um, I think someone had mentioned earlier that it was, it reminded them of like a BBC production. Um, and, and for me, it was like a modern Doctor Who episode or, or, or series. Yeah. I mean, I got it five for five. If every comic book, you know, if any comic book series or movie or base thing, like you, I've been very critical of, uh, some of the Star Wars stuff that's come out because they don't do this, right? Like they don't, it's, this is what it should be. It should be not just for comic, they should make it for regular people and comic book fans, but you know, it starts off as comics. So can we just adapt comics that we like to things? And they did that. And because they did that well, they didn't extend it. They didn't make it 12. They didn't make it six episodes with a filler. They did it in 10 episodes. It was great. It made you uncomfortable. Like you should be, uh, it hit all the notes, that were supposed to be in it and it left it open to, you know, have a couple more uh, series go on and still keep it kind of exciting. So it finished the story arc, which was nice. And it's going to open up to another one. I thought they did. What else could you want? I mean, seriously, what else could you want? It gave us everything we needed. So that's what I got. Yeah. It, I mean, Sam and you hit it, but that scene with the baby dude, that like that hit me. Like the fact that the mother's in the kitchen making food, still talking to her. And she's just like, your time's up and takes it away and it's like wow dude like right in the feels i like when when the when the dude asked death to like out yeah yeah, she goes i'll be back for i'll see you i'll see you soon yeah Yeah. i mean the whole part with death was really good i mean they did a great job even when they had the kid like the kid the first episode with the kid in the basement and you know you're the guy, the dad's about to beat him and says he's, it's not, he's not as good as his son that's dead. Like, that was uncomfortable as shit. Like, everything about it was uncomfortable as shit. The whole thing, it was great. It was really good. Kyle, Eric says, I'm really curious if any of the geek folks have any feedback from non geeks on the series or non Sandman comic viewers. That's didn't, me. Didn't Newbie a watch with you? Oh, Sam didn't read it. There you go. So, yeah. So, like, I, I just, I told my wife, I was like, Hey, we should check out this Sandman show. I didn't tell her it was a comic book show because usually when I tell her it's a comic book show, she automatically like tunes out of it. So I was like, I kind of didn't, and she really liked it. And then I told her it was a comic book, like later in the episodes, and she was like, "There's a lot going on for a comic book," <laughs> but like it was well perceived. Like she enjoyed it. Like, like we binged it. Like she didn't like get up to go outside and start reading books or anything. Yeah, I mean, but they're not... It's okay. You don't want them. They don't have to go out and read books. Uh, Just get it popular and keep it going. I actually liked it better than the book because the art in the... uh, Yeah. Because the art wasn't very good, which... Yeah. 
that's the one thing I'm thinking too. Like the covers are a little bit different. I don't think everybody would like some of the art and the covering in it, but whatever. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. But that wraps up. It was my favorite show that I haven't seen yet. (laughs) Good job. So I'll I'll give it a 4.7 aggregate all your scores just to feel included. Nice. Okay, so on that note, have a good one, guys. It was great seeing you. Later, Marco. Yeah. Thanks for checking up with us, Marco. No, it's always great to see you guys. Thanks for hey, you know what? Thanks for coming over to Renovision. It's great to have you back. We'll see y'all later. later. See you, Marco. Bye. Can I leave the page? No, I want. All right. Well, now the dad's gone. <laughs> now let's get the show back on fucking track. Yeah. Let's uh, transition. Maybe to we can get comments. all of our viewers back. <laughs> <laughs>
I do like the the helm too. Like I think you're gonna see how many dream cosplayers are you gonna see pop up next year all of a sudden at cons or even cons that are coming up. Like how many people are scrambling to make this helm? It's so dope. <laughs> Eric's comment: He buys the two copies. That's those. That's our data for that issue. The two copies that Eric buys from us. That's we that's had one guy drop it off his pull list after the first issue, and that was it. So I guess I guess we're good. not getting a lot of Sandman love in in Scottsdale. Oh, so Dubba says Double O says this is the FOC on seven eighteen and bundles of twenty five for comic shops. Oh, that's why it's so hard to find because it's it was. It was well, my store had a ton of them. Ton of them. I bet you I could probably go there tomorrow and pick one up. I should have asked you. DK says you picked this over the X Men Legends cover. Let's see the X Men Legends covers. Let's see if we're wrong. <laughs> I mean, actually, my pick was the uh, Captain America variant. There was they had an amazing variant of Captain America. Oh, and you didn't share it in the group ish. This, see, I mean. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know we were okay, doing let's, let's The X Men Legends cover, I thought, sucked. Everywhere is yeah, better than right. Michigan, Darth Lopez. Everywhere. Hey, hey, now, hey, now, hey, now. Let's find that Captain America variant. Well, here's the. I I think this is the one he's talking about here. Um. So this is the X Men Legends cover. At least it's the A cover. I don't know if he's talking about a variant. Uh, because there were the a couple variants. Not better. But that's the A cover. Well, I mean, just look at that Wolverine alone. Dude, that's a lot of back muscles. So this comic takes place between Incredible Hulk 181 and 182. That's what these X-Men Legends series are doing. They're filling in gaps for the old uh, X-Men series. But why is... Then is X-23 only on the cover only and she's not actually in in the book? I... I'm gonna assume so. Dude, Wolverine's been hitting the roids hard. Dude, they made his ear fins shrink or disappear. Look at his fucking leg. Well, it's because the the rest of his body's so massive. Dude, motherfucker's ripped. Wait, so who said this was the best cover? Uh, the Sticks Boy. Uh, nope, now I know BK was just fucking around. Yeah, no, that's BK. Yeah, BK's. Oh yeah. It was BK. But which one did you which one did you say ish? Captain America. Exactly. Thunder thigh. 100%. (laughs) Uh, Is it the is it the main cover or the van? You're talking Sentinel of Liberty, right? Yeah. Whatever's the one that came out this week. That's the only other cover I can find. Is it that one? Yeah. That's, I thought that was a beautiful cover. I mean, I still think the Sandman cover just is. Yeah. It just I don't know. It looked better in person. Cool. When I'm holding it in my hand, I was like, wow, this is really nice. It, I mean, it's really cool with the way the jets are flying behind them, but my thing is faces. Like, on like anime statues or anything like that, the face matters to me. And, and this also speaks to the quality of the rest weird. of the covers out this week. Yeah. Nothing really. Yeah, Who did this cover? Out. They really, whoever did the cover really accentuated the flaps on his boots. 
It is let's see, because there's a main cover. Those it's are almost Bacini. like Baron Zemo boots. Bacini variant, it says. So, see, and then look I mean, how the main cover was garbage compared to this. It's definitely an honorable mention cover. I'll give it that. All right, fair enough. That is not as good. Fear the redacted. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool because it's got the cool fight scene and stuff, but like. I don't like it. Let's get out of this. Yeah. Ishel eats bread from New Jersey. Sticks. (laughs) Sticks is not trolling me over the Predator. Thank you, Sticks. (laughs) Dude, I had people unfriend me on Facebook because I posted that I thought Predator sucked. Prey, you mean? Predator Prey. Yeah. We just will call it Prey. You're the first person I've heard that said that. Yeah, he was that said what? You're in the minority, I think, that it sucked. He was messaging me about Goodness. how bad it was. Ish has high standards, okay? I do, especially with predator movies, damn it. Ish is definitely into the intellectual side of Predator. I prefer <laughs> predator films over predator <laughs> movies. <laughs> <laughs> AVP is so underrated. <laughs> so, Matt, what did the the Ghost Rider Vengeance Forever one and the double seven? Uh, I mean, the the Vengeance for one or the Ghost Rider Vengeance Forever number one does have a pretty dope cover. I'm not gonna lie. Let's see it. Why do I keep doing that? Like, this is like it's my first time running this. It's not. I keep hitting the wrong button. Uh. There you go. That is a pretty dope cover. I'll have to admit. Look at that I, back I, tattoo, man. That's pretty sweet. I, I, I can see giving that a co-best cover of the week. I'm totally down with that. I had, I think this might actually beat out the Sandman one. Dude, I think we failed. <laughs> I think we missed our mark, Kyle. I think BK is right about this one. Damn it. That's All right, awesome. Okay, I take it back. That actually, yeah, that's pretty cool. Week, that and is pretty cool. That back tattoo thing is the really variant, awesome. The variant's not as cool. It's still no. a dope. I mean, it's so still that, a dope, but it's not as cool. The last one you cool. saw was the actual like A cover? Uh, I think that one was the A cover, yes. Yeah, it's, that's the A cover. This is the A. That's cool, man. I'm I'm willing to eat crow. It, it, yes, it, the it, fans win, LOL. <laughs> this is yeah, I'll theater. agree. Yeah. How's what the actual was the, book though? Is it any good? Does anybody know if it's actually any good? Uh, I have it. I picked it up. Unfortunately, I picked up the B cover, but I have not read it yet. Did, I take it they didn't have any A covers at your shop then. I did not see the A cover there. No. Ed Tilla agrees that this is the best cover of the week. Yeah, he does. But what was the other one you want me to look at? Um. Here, make me big. I'll show you some covers. Make me big. Make me big. I hope this shows up. There we go. So I went crazy. Oh, double got seven. all the double. There's cover A. Too bad 007 sucks. There's cover B. 
Here is like another version. It's just gray. The previous one was colored. I went, I went crazy with these variants. This was the paperback variant. And this is the distressed paperback variant. I don't know if you can see it. There's like, it makes it kind of, there's like an aging effect. Then I got I like this when they one. Do that. And this one, the black and white. How many fucking covers did they come out I went, with? I told you I went nuts. I went absolutely nuts. I got this. And then these two, which had actually a third one. And that's it. Did they do that? I, I drew the line there. Is that what it was for? 60 years of Bond? Well, 14. I bought 14 covers of this damn first issue. You must be rich. He works at a comic shop, but you get this pretty sweet deal. <laughs> but there, there's also this uh, Predator cover, Predator number one by RZA. That was super dope, too. Yeah, Kyle, those paperback ones are Tony Fleeks. One of your one of your favorites. Tony Fleece. Oh, Mr. Uh, summer Fling. Yes, he considered us a Summer Fling. Mr. Stray Dogs. Matt went to uh, t tell everybody what happened when you went to go talk to Tony Fleece at uh, oh, yeah. Sunny so Comic Con. Some Stray Dogs signed by him at Sunny Comic Con. I was like, it's nice seeing you on the opposite side of a computer screen. He was like, and he kind of looked at me where I was like, I interviewed you. Um, when I was part of Flipside, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's right, Tales from the Flipside." Yeah, and I was like, I was, and I started talking about Marco, and he was like, he, "I was like, Marco's upset that you're not on the show anymore." And he's like, "It's just a summer fling, man." He's like, "It's just a summer <laughs> fling." And summer's over. And summer's over. Yep. Yeah, he um, appeared like three, like two hours. Like, yeah, like he, didn't he was on the show a lot. Yeah. yeah. You guys pumped him up, man. He got every. He milked us for all that we were worth. Kyle <laughs> was like playing. the number one stray dogs hype man. It was like, it was like The Bachelor, and when Marco was standing there thinking he was going to get his rose, and Tony said, <laughs> "I'm going to go solo." Marco was just devastated. <laughs> so he's he's now just upset. Marco is so upset. It's summer loving, and he had him a blast. <laughs> the old summer fling. Yep. It was like he was he was at camp. But uh, sticking on the topic of comics, you want to do a little bit of comic reviews, review some comics that came out this week? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. What's on the docket for comic reviews this week, Kyle? I think we start with uh... Samurai Doggy. Samurai Doggy. So when when Matt came to me and he said, I said, what books did you read so we know what to review? And he went, Samurai Doggy. I was like, hold the fuck on. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is Samurai Doggy? And Samurai Doggy did not disappoint at all. So if you guys have not read Samurai, and I think the best part is it's, it's just a fun read. 
Yeah. It starts was. out. It starts out a little sad. Little litter puppies. Oh, little litter puppies. Motherfucker comes and kills mama. I gotta defend mama, mama. And uh, but it, it, it it's it's great, you know. And then he he gets killed. The dude stabs him. He's dying. The little puppy's dying in the uh, snow. You know, motherfucker shoots him. Come on, man. Yeah. Like shoots him. Takes the rest him of the, in the air and shoots him. I'm out. I'm not going to go through all of it though. I'm just going to kind of go go through the beginning. Um, Mechanical Crow comes, brings him back to life. You know, and then he comes back and he's fucking samurai doggy. It's 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 a fun read. There isn't a lot of dialogue to it toward until like pretty no, much like it, the end of the book. It's so, very visually stunning. It's very beautiful to look at. Yeah. It's but it's it's kind of badass. He like he's it's pretty much what he's doing is he's looking for the dude that killed his mom. And he is that's, that's he's got like this dog collar this or some kind of bracelet dog collar thing and he's got a scent of the person and he's after him. He's trying to find him and he's in this city trying to look for him. Um but I mean it's just it's a, it's a it's it's a pretty action packed it's a really fun read like it's you know so no Hartman, uh, if you're an anime fan, the best way I can describe this book is it's like it's like Shamra, Samurai Shampoo meets Cowboy Bebop with a dog as the samurai. It's it it gives me very very like anime vibes because he's definitely in like a future. I don't know how I would describe it. Say like a futuristic it like world. A, it looks like a Samurai Jack with a yeah nine. Samurai Jack's a good one too. Samurai Jack meets um, Cowboy Bebop or like cyberpunk. It's he's in a very cyberpunk esque dystopian world. And it's just yeah, I was gonna say it has a very European comic look to it, like Jodorowsky, the Incal. And that's very typical the way they do the panels with the white bordering. Yeah, that's a very, I mean, the cover's really Euro, nice. It has a beautiful um, if you. Are if your shop is an aftershock partner, they have, there's a beautiful um aftershock ambassador exclusive for this book that you can pick up. That's again worth getting, I think. So I had a lot of fun reading it, and it it's just kind of like it brought me back to Stray Dogs. Like we're like that you read that first issue of Stray Dogs, and you're like, listen, Kyle, check out Stray Dogs, and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would I want to read a comic about dogs? And it it's it just hits different, man. And that's kind of how this book was. It really hit different. So I think the best part of this is, is once they get like this, this person is going to, she knows, she says she knows where to find the person that he's looking for. But first she has something that she wants to do. It, there was this free ride at the carnival that like these mobsters took over and started charging people and she wanted to ride it. So he was like, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. And uh, so he's like, all right. And it just, 
and he just he I like he just walks up to the line and they're like get the fuck out of here yeah and he just you know and he's like nope nope and then just like hell unleashes and he just fucking goes after him Mm -hmm. and it's just he just takes them all down yeah it was a super fun read yeah Um, and then like he took them all down and now you know there's there's nobody there's nobody charging now and it kind of ended on a note where like you know like he's surrounded by dudes with guns and you so you know that the next episode is just going to open strong. Or next episode, next issue is going to open strong. Yep. So it's a fun read. If you guys haven't picked it up, it's an aftershock title. It's 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 totally yeah, a worth cool reading. Pick, guys. What? I said it's a cool pick. Yeah. It, it it was it was a it was a fun read. I I it was yeah I I, I get I, stray dogs like it was one of those surprising mm-hmm. ones where. You, you didn't expect it to be as good as it was. So, on to the next. Predator, Predator number one. So, what did you, get, you think of this, Matt? You get, man, you have Marvel single hand, Marvel and Hulu revitalizing the Predator franchise in one week with Prey. I know Ish didn't like it, but you had Prey on Hulu, and then you get Predator number one, and this issue was surprising to me just because I expected I went into it expecting like another okay, so we're gonna see a rehash of Predator comes to Earth, Predator's hunting humans, human has to survive the Predator, human finds a way to overcome Predator. But that's that's not really what we get. Like it it kicks off in the future and we see this, you know, someone in a predator armor fighting another predator and he kills it, and then they re- it the person takes off the armor and is revealed to be uh like a teenage girl. And so she's out going through the galaxy hunting predators, but it's kind of going back and forth to you seeing why in the past. So you see her family get butchered in front of her eyes by a predator. And so she, it, it, so she's kind of having this whole flashback. You see her whole family die by the head, the hands of the predator. So she's kind of taking it upon herself to start going out and hunting down predators to, to, you know seek her revenge so the art is very um, unique i would say um, but it was a good read and i'm interested to read more like it it started strong so it, you could have been left with more just rehash of old predator stuff but marvel just got this license back or well i shouldn't say back but they just got this license and and i feel like it was a, a strong start it had a nice mixture of violence when when it needed to be but also just kind of getting you settled in to to what this is the world's gonna be so i liked it a lot yep she lost her mom and her dad and pretty much the whole crew is what it, they mm-hmm. kind of look like yeah so, but yeah it's, it's fun she's she learned the trade routes not the trade routes but like the killing routes they go from planet to planet and she's found out the routes of these predators and she's actually, it's kind of the same as the last one. She's looking for a certain predator because she actually fought it as a kid and like cut out one of his incisors. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain predator that she, she's looking for the predator that killed her parents. So, so she's like, when she kills a predator, she's like, damn it, 
not that one. Yeah. So, but it's 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 it wasn't bad. I don't mind seeing where issue two goes. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a little bit. Uh, Eric Williams says Marvel has done a good job with Aliens last two runs. So glad to hear Predator is getting good writing and artists and starting strong. Yes, it did. It was very surprising. So yeah, there's kind of what Kyle was alluding to. You see the Predator standing there without its incisor. And as she's her ship crash lines, because her ship is like barely holding itself together. And so you kind of see the the flashback of her standing in front of her mom dead. So I would say definitely pick it up or don't, whatever. Yeah. Fun read. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun read. It's it's not bad. I mean, so far out of everything. I still think uh, Samurai Doggy kind of like won this week's book for me. Yeah, it was. It definitely did out of what I read too. So, so our last book is Amazing Spider-Man Seven. So I I wasn't up on this, and I was like, shit, it's only at issue seven. I might as well just go back and start at one and catch up so that I kind of know what's going on. And I think we're going to, we might as well, you think we should might as well deep dive all seven issues while we're talking about it? Yeah. I mean, we can, we can go over just the story so far. I like it because Peter is kind of, he's back to trying to balancing home life friends with trying to still be Spider-Man. And so he's going back and forth. And I like what I like about this run so far is he's getting his fucking ass handed to him over and over again. It's funny, Lopez, because I actually think that this Spider-Man story is really good so far. Like, other than John Romita Jr.'s dog shit art, it's... It, it looks like so... Like, I was sending Matt pictures of... of issue one issue one the art is you're like oh my god like jrjr is like dude it's it's almost hard to read because the art is so bad in the first couple issues yeah and then he comes back through funny enough because it's a huge step up over his action comics work but it seems like after his last run in action comics, like, oh, this is actually wonderful art compared to that. But you see, as each issue goes, his art is getting like <laughs> better. It's not great. It's still, meh, but it's better. Like you could see, it's kind of improving. And like I was telling Matt, is he he has these horrible panels that are just like, oh, and then you just see this other page. You're like. Somebody else had to have drawn this for him <laughs> because there's these like there's a I think it's issue six when he's he has to team up with the Sinister Six. Yeah, that's six. To yeah. beat the brain. There's this huge panel of of all of them and it's incredible. And then he flipped the page and it's this terrible fucking art. And I just don't get it like how he goes from this great panel that he just drew and then like 
you go to this next thing and it's like it's it's fucking terrible. What he needs to quit is you see all these lines he's drawing on everything. He needs to quit with the lines. It makes it bad. Just he's lines. So lines. They're just there's just too many goddamn lines on it. But so the story up to this point is um Wilson Fisk's son is trying to make a play for his dad's old territory. Yep. And um Tombstone is not uh allowing it, I guess, because now he's in a spot where he's sitting pretty. So um yeah, so he's trying to make a play, and so he pretty much tricks he he meets up with Peter Parker and, and tells him that you know this there's a war coming and that the war is gonna be um basically he's going after Spider-Man. So essentially he tricks Peter into fighting it for him and going attacking the Rose, which is Wilson Wilson Fifth's son, attacking him and, and just laying siege single-handedly to his his hideout and wiping everybody out. And so that's kind of where we see we leads up to issue six, and then issue six is like this one-off with the the brain which they're using to Im, imbue the powers of the Sinister Six in one person. And like Kyle said, there's a nice splash page towards the end of the issue with Peter and the Sinister Six fighting this thing. And then we kind of cut forward to issue seven where Peter gets a, he's still dealing with the fallout of what he did, but he gets a, a opportunity to work for Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn offers him a new suit, which you see briefly in there. You don't see him in the suit yet, uh, but you see briefly in there. And then it's a, a nice little vulture story because the vulture as Kyle showed when it opened up, the vulture was blaming his granddaughter, basically called him a murderer and doesn't want to talk to him anymore. So the vulture blames Peter Parker's or Spider-Man for that. So he comes after him. And I, that's the one thing I like about Wells and Ramita is they at least make the vulture look a little bit more menacing. Like he just head on plows into Spider-Man as he's swinging around and just starts laying siege to him. And like I was saying that this, arc so far just like he's just getting the hell beaten out of him peter just gets the absolute dog shit beaten out of him oh over and over and over again like there's this scene where he's in underneath in the subway tunnel and he just gets his ass handed to him and he just but it's you know like there's good art and then all of a sudden there's like bad art but this was a this one was really good. Like I like I I let me like Vulture, they're fighting and he can't like he destroys his web shooters. Like he can't even Yeah. Like he's kind of just like and he's he takes them super high up and he drops them. And that's where it kind of leaves off, is it like two weeks spider-man's funeral like he's just falling to earth it was just this is because i had you know like i was kind of with with lopez is i had kind of given up on spider-man for a while and this has kind of like brought me back in and i'm glad to be reading in like a decent spider-man story yeah i agree i mean 
other than the fact that they I feel like they kill Peter Parker like every six weeks now. It's just like all right. Yeah. But Wells and Ramita, despite like I said, despite the shitty art, it's been a fun read so far. It's I mean I'll I wasn't a big fan of Otley's run. Like I like Otley's art, but I wasn't a fan of that run. But I liked the the later stuff with, um, um, God, I can't think of his name now. The Harry Osborn resurrected stuff they did, and then I liked the uh, Beyond stuff with Ben Riley back. So, and now we're getting into this crossover. Uh, what's the the name of the crossover that's coming up? Ish. With Ooh. Ben Riley in his new suit, um, I sure don't know. I think they showed a thing. I'll, I'll add though, um, definitely. There's there seems to be more interest in this now because we're we're buying more of this run than we ever did of the Spencer run. So the numbers are up on Amazing Spider-Man. It, like I said, it's just nice. Dark Web. It's called Spider-Man. Dark Web. Dark Web. And Bagley's coming back for that. So, um, yeah, Dark Web should be really good. But Yes, anyway, I hope Peter will be reborn through a spider's vagina. <laughs> yeah. They should always do that. That's how he should respawn every time. Bloop. Harvard <laughs> says, Richard equals dick. Why not Peter equal dick? That's, that's one to ponder. But do we have any other uh, comics to review this week, Kyle? That was it. Those were our three. All right. Now we're going to let – we're going to – Kyle and I have talked enough. We're going to hand the floor over to Sam to talk a little bit of anime. All right. So first up, we are talking about Bleach. Bleach, the thousand-year blood war arc, is coming to Japan in October. And it looks like Viz is going... Viz is the North American distributor of this anime. And it looks like they have inked a deal with Disney Plus to host it or distribute it on Disney Plus. Um. I'm not sure I'm thrilled with this Disney plus uh, you know, they are starting to host more mature content and bleach the thousand year blood war arc was pretty violent. And um, also was not a ton, but a fair bit of uh, probably what you'd call fan service or it could have a lot of fan service uh, because of the, the, the girls and the way that they're drawn in this in this series but um i'm hoping that there's not going to be a lot of disney thumb on the scale as far as the the censoring or or animating or um changing the way it looks because uh this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun and hopefully that they allow taite kubo's original vision to to kind of take place fully um if you guys are familiar with the actual story in the comic or in the manga um 
Taite Kubo didn't get to finish this the way he wanted to. He kind of had to kind of cut it short, and it was like six issues shorter than it ought to have been uh, because they the anime had been canceled already, and and they just didn't give him as much rope to finish up the the story as he wanted. So hopefully, this is going to be his his masterpiece, his vision as he originally intended, and it's not going going to skip those last six issues. Are, are you scared uh, that, that Disney's going to water it down? Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm, uh, I feel like Disney doesn't really have a ton of anime or any anime content on its on its um, platform. So this this could be an interesting uh, marriage. You know, they Naruto Shippuden was on Disney XD for a while, um, but that's a different that's different than Disney Plus. Disney XD had like some anime content that they they hosted but disney plus is a different thing so fingers crossed that it doesn't get watered down or or censored in any way and they just let it play sweet i'm excited for bleach so it's it's i've said it before it's probably still one of my top it's probably bleach it's probably vash the stampede and then it's probably death note death note I love, yeah, Death Note was a lot of fun. But Bleach, Bleach, I feel, I feel like, I don't know if you guys are aware, but Taite Kubo, the author of Bleach, had a little bit of drama, a little bit of tension with the, the publisher, Shueisha. And that's evident in the fact that the, the anime ended up getting canceled and um, they didn't give him the full ending that he was hoping to get. They, they kind of cut him short. And there's a bit of a, kind of like a, a skip in the last few chapters that uh, unfortunately he wasn't able to fill it out. That's a bummer. Yeah. Well, hopefully this, this is his do over. This gets to be the masterpiece that we all hoped it was. Next up we got high Q. I don't know if you guys are familiar with high Q. This is a fantastic yeah, series. Like five, seven, five five words seven words right haiku <laughs> you're talking about haiku yeah haiku is a five is a poem that, that has five syllables seven syllables five syllables haiku <laughs> is the japanese word for volleyball and this is this is a series about uh, a high school boys volleyball team and their efforts to become national champions um it is a fantastic series not just not just sports, but anime or not just anime, but also like a sports series. Um, and it's inspired my son to take up volleyball. And he, he watches this show all the time and he plays volleyball all the time. Well, they are getting a season five. Season five is going to be hitting. Uh, we'll be looking for it sometime late next, next year. They need to do a dodgeball one. They did have a dodgeball anime a long time ago. It wasn't, wasn't very long lived, um, and maybe if dodgeball becomes something better than, you know, so, something more than what they have done with it right now, maybe if Triple D dodgeball becomes the primary form of dodgeball, then maybe we'd have a chance. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this is a series, Sakamoto Days or Sakamoto Days. This is a fantastic series. Um, the guy in the middle there with the glasses, that's Sakamoto. 
And this is basically John Wick if John Wick was fat. <laughs> so so like if I was John Wick. Yeah. I do so, kind of see the resemblance there, Kyle. He looks he looks a little bit like you, just no beard. Yeah, he's got a mustache, that a beard. Dude, you could be Sakamoto at Comic Con, dude. Done. <laughs> So Sakamoto's a retired hitman. He he now runs a grocery store in Japan, and uh, he, he gets uh, a bounty put on him accidentally, and he ends up getting drawn back into the hitman world. And of course, because he has a family, he's got to save everybody from John Candy. Yeah, John Candle. Yeah, okay. Um, so he's got to save his family from the hitman world by killing a bunch of people and it's a very violent anime or a violent manga uh they do they don't shy away from the bloodshed and this is getting an anime so if it's something that you if you guys like john wick if you guys like uh slice of life mixed with humor mixed with violence then this is going to be it so uh look for the anime pick up the manga get used to it uh you're going to be seeing a lot more sakamoto days uh, in the coming months. So Eric asked, Sam, do you think Chainsaw Man will come to anime from the manga? Uh, Chainsaw Man has been announced. It's coming in October. Uh, it looks like it's going to be distributed by Crunchyroll to the U.S. And you can look up a trailer for it. There's actually two trailers. second one dropped last week, and it looks amazing. It looks fantastic. So... Um, if you are a fan of Chainsaw Man, like I am, anime is coming, and you got a lot to look forward to. It is. It is so hard to see bloodshed when they're all so damn cute. <laughs> That's true. So I think the last thing we have. Speaking of dodgeball, Sam has a little, uh, a little dodgeball clip he wants to share. Yeah, my my triple D is in. In between seasons right now, we did finished up a summer season indoors. We usually play outdoors in racquetball courts, so uh, it's been too hot in Arizona. All you guys uh, might know that, but it's uh, so we've been in the off season. But I love to share dodgeball with you guys as much as I can. And last week, ESPN had a, an ESPN the Ocho uh, showing of dodgeball. The USA dodgeball team is headed to the world dodgeball tournament in Canada later this, later this year. And they had a little exhibition match. They split the team into twos and it was team USA versus team USA and brought us a clip of something fantastic in triple D dodgeball. If you do a backflip during a match to dodge a ball, you get paid 50 bucks on the spot. We call That's that a, a you, we call it a performance bounty. Yeah, it's enough to cover your copay uh, as you go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but they did it in the world, so are in this exhibition match. So I don't know if you guys can pull that up. We'll just play it. You got uh, it, Matt? Or you want me to do it? Uh, yeah, so I can pull it up. Copyright strikes. They can fight it. I'll just, I'll just keep the, the audio muted. Yeah, just keep it. So it's it's now down to a two v one. Whoop! Oh there it is. snap! And whoop! 
Did that first dude get hit by a ball, though? What's that? Go back. That first dude get hit by a ball? Oh, no, he dodges it. Those are some dodging fools right there. The guy who did the backflip ends up getting hit, so it was all for nothing, but uh, it was a really cool clip. And he got 50 bucks. Got him right there. He's out. Well, he's not part of my league. If he were part of my league, he'd get paid. Oh, you pay 50 bucks. I pay 50 bucks. I thought that that's what they did. Not those jokers, me, out of my pocket. I'm paying my players 50 bucks for each backflip. Oh, dude, I'll see you fucking Wednesdays. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can't wait to bring you guys more Triple D dodgeball clips. Um, Our season starts up August 24th. We are live on our Facebook group, Triple D Dodgeball League. If you guys want to check that out. A lot of our um, podcast family comes to dodgeball. Max... Uh, who's on Absolute Geek, start, has started coming. His cousin, Tyler, who was part of Couch Crunchers, has been playing for a long time, uh, over a year. Uh, and, of course, I run the league, so you know I'm part of the podcast family too. But there we go. Well, here we were supposed to transition to Ish, but he transition. <laughs> yeah. Ish said, I got things better things to do. So on that note, we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you, everybody, for coming and hanging out. Uh, remember to like and subscribe Renovision, which I'm sure everybody in this chat already does. Remember to go over to Absolute Geek. Um, like shirt. and subscribe to them as we're dual streaming there as well. Um, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming. We'd like to reach out and thank you. Thank you, Pete and Marco, for letting us come and act the fools on here and letting us fill in their Saturday night. We thank everybody in the chat for coming in and hanging out with us. It was a lot of fun. We didn't get canceled on our first episode, so looks like BK will have to come in next week and see us. Well, Dad did have to come in. The principal did have to come in to, to check on us real quick. So, yeah. And I did notice once Marco came in, everybody left. So obviously yeah. they only like to see him on Wednesdays. Yeah. And Sundays. So remember, next, tomorrow... Um, catch the dark side. Tales from the dark side, yeah. Star Trek, and then don't forget your links in the description. This is our first episode. We're we're a little clunky. Everybody, (laughs) uh, everybody's homework is read Chainsaw Man. There you go. But, But. Find us on IG. You can find me at Kyle6479. You can find Matt at Absolute Geek. You can find Sam at Thresh. Oh, that's right. We had a really fun interview Friday with uh, Trace Labotkin. He's a producer of Haunted, a Netflix show about real stories of extended hauntings, dramatized, and it is scary. It's a scary show. my wife and I were watching it, and it was trying hard, man. I'm trying. It was really scary. So, um, and we got a, a lot fun of fun, a lot a lot of cool fun stuff. stuff coming up too, right, Sam? We got so many interviews coming up. We got two interviews this week, and then we've got a ghost hunt on Saturday, and then an interview with the the host of that ghost hunt, which where we'll show our our footage from the ghost hunt. So, I'm super excited. Is is we have an interview with a guy. 
I found him on YouTube. Oh, on yeah. And what he's going to do is he's going to prove he has undisputable proof the moon landing is fake. Yeah, we have Bart Sibral, noted moon landing skeptic, coming on the show, too. And I'm super excited for that. It's going to be so much fun. You know, like we were talking before, as we had gone to a uh, like a paranormal investigator meetup, and we met some really cool people. So you're going to see a lot of cool people <laughs> that we're going to be bringing on from UFO people to ghost hunters to, and I'm going to try to record as much of the paranormal hunt as I can. And we're driving to where is it? We're driving to Miami. Miami, Arizona. Miami, Arizona, not real Miami, Miami, Arizona. And we're going to be doing a ghost hunt. And it's, I've, I've waited a long time to be able to do a ghost hunt and not worry about just the ghosts that live in my house, but actually try to see other ghosts. So I'm really excited about that. So if you haven't liked and subscribed to Thresholds of Reality, please do because we're doing a lot of fun stuff in there. Lopez is a non believer. I don't believe in no ghosts. But on that note, have a good Saturday, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>